like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. Back in my safe place. This has been, I feel like this has been a crazy week. I don't know if anybody else had a crazy week. But I will accept this rose, and I will accept an exciting statement wall that I'm looking at right now. Excuse me. My friend is visiting with a cute, a cute wallpaper background. Will you accept this rose into your world? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arda Marine, coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California. So excited. Before we get going, I just want to remind everybody, I will be at my very first ever live in-person book signing because the world tried to screw me last year when I released it during the pando. But no, no, no. You can't stop this kind of tiny thunder. I will be, roll of the drums, please, at Wilbur's General Store. In Little Compton, Rhode Island, where it all began, excuse me, featured in the book Little Miss Little Compton for my first book signing ever at a general store Saturday, July 10th at 11 a.m. with my brother Alaric and Brian Safi. I will also be appearing at another general store. <laughs> Because I'm on the general store horror tour around New England. This will be one week later in Massachusetts. Don't be fooled. Don't think, oh, I can't make it to Rhode Island, but I can make it to Massachusetts. They're seven minutes apart. This will be at Partners Village General Store in Westport, Massachusetts, Saturday, July 17th from 12 to 2.30. Please. Come see Little Compton. You're not going to believe it. I'm not lying. It is exactly as presented in my book. Here we go. It is Ladies' Day today on the podcast, and I could not be more excited. First of all, our friend is back. We got her hooked last year, and and she can she can run, but she can't hide. She's now got bachelor and bachelorette fever. Since we've seen her, 
She was already the successful host of the Scam Goddess podcast. Excuse me. Uh, she is now currently being seen on a black lady sketch show, which is fucking hilarious, which if you haven't watched an HBO Max, do yourself a favor. It's brilliant. And uh, Jerry Trainer is not the only star of iCarly, the newest series regular on the reboot of uh, the Paramount Plus. It's coming out soon. Lacey Mosley. Hey. Yeah, it'll probably be out June 17th. Paramount Plus. That is so ex- Do you have a premiere? Do you have an outfit? What are we what are we talking about? Child, now? the Rona is also putting us in a rough spot. So, you know, with the Popperdale still popping off, we will uh be at our homes. Actually, we'll be at work shooting. Did you <laughs> so. get yourself an opening night dress at least? Is there going to be a look being served on Instagram? Child, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be yeah. leaving work. So the look is going to be me yeah. on my couch. <laughs> well, I do want to say that you've been killing it on Instagram. And uh, and I know that you've been working really hard. And we're so glad to have you here because our we love you and our listeners love you. And it's very fun to have you here. I love y'all back. No, our, we talk about scams. Artists scam my ass into watching The Bachelor. Sure. I had never watched this show before yeah. Arden and I started talking. And yeah. then... Now I have several group chats. I like I'm pulling up my group chat now so I can remember all the jokes and the tea. Yeah. Like it's this has been a wild ride. Dude, it's happening. Also with us is our, we have first timers to the podcast. Woo! Uh I believe they advertised on our podcast cuz I feel like I read copy for your am I am I correct? I I'm not I feel like we did an ad for your podcast. These two gals, they are pals, and they host a wonderful podcast also on iHeart called True Romance. We have Ms. Carolina Barlow and Devin Leary. Thank Hello. you for having us. Oh, my oh, God. God bless you for struck. reading our ads. Yes. <laughs> Hell, it's my it is my pleasure. I and I anything that is like the lady power, I'm all about it. We don't get asked to be anywhere. So this is I thought real, I thought you were gonna say we don't really support lady power, but <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you say? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You guys are oh. no, not a fan. It's it's more of a it's more of a men's rights thing with a little yeah. bit of a romantic focus. <laughs> That's um, so great. People don't get it. It's hard. It's hard being a guy. It is. <laughs> Also with us today, we have, of course, the amazing production. Is it production crew or production team that the angry listener wrote in about? I think it's production crew, I think. It's the production crew. Team, but I don't know. (laughs) Well, whoever the hateful listener is, our production production team, otherwise known as our production crew, Dr. (laughs) Anna Hannah Montana Banana is with us, as well as Katie Levine. Hello. Okay. I was saying before we started, and it was bad of me to start because I usually uh, try to save it. I was saying that I fear that this was so far kind of a boring season and everybody disagreed with me. Everybody, um, I see Carolina shaking her head. Carolina, I'm going to let you take the floor of why you think this is going to be a sleeper hit. Okay, so first off, we have to look at where they usually get bachelorettes, and that is the beauty pageant circuit. Right. I don't think that Katie has that sort of, you know, Hannah Brown, God bless her, and I'm sure she's going to sell a lot of leggings from a company that we don't know about or waist (laughs) trainers, whatever her dream was. Sure. But there was something that was very rehearsed about her because she was – probably been rehearsing since she was you know seven katie is a little bit awkward if you watch she has like little twitches and stuff there's something i really do like about her i will call it um 
possible inner darkness, maybe some awkwardness, uh, maybe a period where she was like left alone for too long in a room. I don't know, but there um, are kinks. And when I say kinks, of course, I'm speaking of, you know, the vibrator that shook the world. Oh, my God. Um, but that ABC. nobody can get over. <laughs> ABC cannot, like, all you need to do is own a vibrator and suddenly you are, like, the Sex face. positive. Sex positive. Okay, Lacey, <laughs> you're enjoying this season, too. Talk to me. Okay. So this is what I love. One, it's time for the Bachelorette to be basic, honey. Okay, you better <laughs> give me Uggs and leggings, queen. You better get a pumpkin spice latte. And we love it. We love everything about it. Uh, honey, when when KBT was on The Bachelor, yeah. she was giving us Charlotte Russe. She yes. was giving us yes. Express. You know, she was giving us Forever yes. 21 clearance. Yes. And, you know, that's relatable. You yes. know, so as a regular girl, you're watching this. And now she's giving us beautiful gowns. She obviously has The Bachelorette stylist now because the fashion has turned up they get they get a, they get the they get their outfits paid for apparently until the very like unless you're like the final three like you don't get any dress paid for everything is provided by you until yeah. like the last night and i could tell i could tell you know the fabrics were giving rayon you know right um <laughs> yes. flammable you know like yeah, every she, whenever she. there was a candle i was like oh no sis like back away <laughs> the baby's gonna explode Yes. In the so, desert, nonetheless. And like I won't I won't lie. I feel like the bachelor was a little shady because they gave my sis Katie a lot of Mississippi sixes uh to choose from as men. And you know, but I love that these men are basic too, because they're giving me basic drama. And I love that Katie, uh, to your point, Carolina, is not rehearsed because you know, she just told everybody to get the fuck out in the last episode. Get the fuck out. I'm Mariah Carey Bob. So yeah. I'm here You're for right. it. You, good. You know what that she also did a get the fuck out of people that normally the producers would keep around to stir the shit. Yes, um, yes. And we'll get to it later. But I, I did want to know, like, what the fuck did Cody do? Like, where is that body buried? Like, what happened in the San Diego desert? Like, what? Storm did- the Capitol. I need. I know. Where were you January 6th, Cody? Like, I need to know. I need to know <laughs> what's going on. Devin, how are you feeling about this season of The Bachelorette? Well, I, it's interesting you bring up Cody because I was going to say that I feel my biggest issue with the bachelorette as opposed to the bachelor is that it often lacks interesting drama because I don't always feel that men are emotionally developed enough to provide interesting drama or to uh, connect in a deep enough way to actually have like the type of, the type of emotional... That was oh, me. Sorry. Not today, devil. Sorry, my ring was usually <laughs> off. What the hell? I don't even get service here. Okay. No problem. Um, no, I was just going to say, like, I like to see deep emotional scarring in my reality shows. And sometimes men are not on the level to uh, provide that in a way that I like to see. They're, they're more traumatizing, if that makes sense. And in this uh, this iteration, I feel like the men are weird. I know they're mm-hmm. basic, but some of them are weird. Like, the drama is weird. The drama with... Um, and by the way, I'm horrible with names. So sure. I, and they all blend together to me. Yeah, so sure, I sure, always sure. forget it's their early, names. It's early on. Yeah. But the drama between Cody and was it Andrew? Who knows? Who knows? Aaron? Well, Aaron. 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 Yes. They like, that was just bizarre. I don't know yeah. what happened. He was a sociopath. Cody reminded me of my first boyfriend and that there was nothing there and no one home. Like she, and she noticed that that's what I like about Katie. She kind of has a good sense about people. She mm-hmm. called out Victoria in um, Matt season. I feel like she sees through people, even though she didn't see through 
Carl, who is oh my one, god, one of <laughs> one of the, the Carl is an agent of chaos, and I can't wait to talk about him because he okay. is a scammer. I love him. Oh, okay, well, Carl yeah. is insane. Carl is going him. to be an amazing topic of one of your podcast episodes, Lacey. Yeah, Carl is such a scammer, and he's got he's so cute, but it's like he he is. is I feel like he's got like a cute face, but then once he starts talking, it's like it's as if he read like how to, like motivational speaker for dummies or like how to start a cult for dummies and like that. Yeah. Forty Eight Laws of Power is definitely Carl's favorite book. Dude, he is he is <laughs> he is an agent of chaos. Okay, here we go. Starting out, and now I'm going to say to Katie. Let me also just say, New Mexico is one of my favorite states. I yes. think New beautiful. Mexico is beautiful. That being said. This Hyatt Albuquerque area right now, the way whatever time of year they're filming at, they're freezing. Not, it's not filming in a way that feels aspirational. You know what I'm right. saying? Oh. It. I want like at least make light it like a Georgia O'Keeffe. Like it's it's feeling like a bummer, Katie. I know you're going to be mad at me. I love – I'm not saying I don't want to go through it for a weekend. I don't oh. want the whole season and this climate is like a drag. No, and, and we, were talking, struggle. we were talking last week about how like it seemed like people weren't on their top game. Like they maybe have like a B crew or something. And did you yeah. know how shaky the camera was last night? Like multiple <laughs> times shaky and really terrible zooms. Just yeah. like really like just – fast zooms like it was weird and i just I, wonder if they're just not filming it well like you know like i feel I much much like the rest yeah. of us who are like coming out of the pando feeling a little uh, having our awkward interactions like we've had our little bubbles of our pals and now we're having to like have like talk to other people and getting a little weird i feel right. like this crew now chris harrison's gone they're readjusting but they haven't officially given it fully to caitlin and Tasha. like I feel like there's just, you know, they're not back in Calabasas where they normally are. Like it's, there's sort of an adjustment period that feels sort of how I feel inside. I feel like how the production is like looking. I feel like it's mirroring how I think a lot of us feel coming out of the pandemic. Caitlin and Tasha also are sort of catching their rhythm together where <laughs> they're sort of like my college freshman roommates where we all pretended to be really close really early because we thought that's what it was supposed to be until we stopped talking after week one and never spoke again. Yes, um, and I yes. just th- there seems to be like a very universal basic girl energy of like, oh, my God, she didn't. Oh, my God, she did. And but there's something off kilter about it. Well, they may not really know each other that well, too, you know, and then they're both hired and it's not like they're like best friends. So that's hard. OK, here we are. We're in Albuquerque. We're at the Albuquerque Hyatt. And uh, James announces that he's done being the box guy. The competition is fierce and he needs to stay in his lane. I wanted a little more of James last night. I thought James was going to be Banksy or like at least someone notable. Yeah. The fact that he was just a guy with like weirdly sculpted eyebrows was such a letdown. Yeah, yeah. L- Lacey, how are you feeling about the the box guy? He stayed in the box too damn long. Like James's yes. timing is weird as hell. Like we thought he might be dying of asphyxiation. I was like, did they just drag James off? And they, this is another body that Chris Harrison knows, knows about that they sweep under the rug. Yeah, like <laughs> that. Like nobody who's normal is gonna stay in the box that damn long. He, he they took the box away yeah. when they met, and he didn't get out. I said, oh no, leave him in the box and put him back on the big wig and take yeah. his ass home. Yeah, no, I definitely I felt like, but then when he came out, they had crazy chemistry for a second. And then we haven't seen him again. She then likes we, weirdos. She, she likes the guy who stayed in the cat costume for too long. She but like, I will oh, say, I like 
she liked him until the cat. She didn't like him out of the cat costume, which we'll get to later. When he asked, like, do you still like me out of the cat? You could see not as much. No. Not as much. You could see not <laughs> that quite was as red. much. Not yeah. quite. Like, Bizarre. So Carl, that's just, the first glimpse we have is right out of the gate. That Carl, the motivational speaker, he was a little too amped up waiting, waiting in that group room. And he screams at the guys. Ask not what your bachelorette can do for you, but what you can do for your bachelorette. Woo! And then, like, looking at looking at the other guys, looking at Carl screaming that, it seems like a lot of the guys are fairly reasonable and cool and mellow, and they're looking at him like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is going on here? Lacey, would you hang out with somebody who screamed like that? No. I mean, remember that guy who was running for office, and then he's like, we're going to a Nebraska. <laughs> Howard Dean. To, yeah, Howard Dean. That ruined his life. That yeah. shout ruined his life. Everybody's yeah. like, get this man away from us. We hate him. <laughs> Carl had a Howard Dean scream. Devin, how are you feeling about Carl? Did you know right out of the gate when he started screaming that something was off? Well, it's funny because I was just talking to someone about Howard Dean and they were saying that he actually was a good candidate. And I was, was. like, yeah, I heard I, that. I would have had no idea of that because all I watched was like YouTube compilations of that remix <laughs> to like a techno song. Um but yeah, Carl, the thing that was disturbing to me was that he said that quote in like the Terminator voice. Like he thought it was from like an action movie, but it's yes. a Kennedy quote. Um, yes. And that is, is that means disturbing. That, wait, <laughs> I have a question right. for Lacey. Lacey, you know Scammer as well. Don't you think motivational speaking is a scam unto itself? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It's a red flag. And if you want to go into motivational speaking is only not a scam if you fall into it. If you have been really successful and people are like, would you mind come speaking at my college? Sure. But I know people who have aspired to be motivational speakers. I said, that can't be an aspiration in life. You got to go do some motivational shit, bitch. What you going to tell me if you ain't done nothing? You better come in here with something to motivate me. You better have the resume. You need the resume. And then you can. The Olympics, like something. The Bachelorette. People who write, yeah, the bachelor to it without the credentials of actually doing something inspiring are always scammers. It's weird. As you're saying this too now, the irony later on, which we'll get to, of him saying some people are here not for the right reasons. It's like, well, you would think being a motivational speaker looking for followers that maybe you you might you know me thinks that does protest too much, Carl. That feels a little bit. So then we have a group date. I still think this uh, the kid from Massachusetts, Christian, the mass hole. Love. Goes, I, I love him. I want more from him. He goes, I'm wicked excited to see Katie. I'm like, we haven't had a, as a gal from Rhode Island. Give me that accent. We haven't had that accent on yet. I'm fully there for him. I want more from Christian. Devin, you love you love it. You love it. Well, accent. my family are mass holes. So I feel close to him in a way. And I I actually thought that he was Australian at first, which is interesting because my dad says he can't listen to an Australian accent because it sounds too much like a Boston accent. Yes. (laughs) What? It does? And so (laughs) there's that (laughs) You know, my brother said, because we're from Rhode Island, which is like the same accent. He's like, yeah, give me a beer. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez. It's the the same level of like, how how did that get to there from here? It's the same... You know, we all are humans, and how yet does that get created? I like him because he seems <laughs> trashy, which means usually that he's good in bed. Like, yeah, trashier. I, he yes. has that like garbage yes. sex yeah. vibe that, yes. that I like. Yeah. And I would I, make out with him. I, I would. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so then we get to this stage date. We show up and uh, we see a red – there's a big bed and a red bra and pink handcuffs. And then this is the beginning of the poor sweet virgin oh. freaking out who actually won me over. It surprised no. me. Totally. Me too. I think it, it surprised, surprised us all. Lacey says no. Lacey's Absolutely. having a nap. And then they go for a big finale <laughs> in for the vibrator. And then out comes – we'll get to you, Lacey. You'll be first up. So just, just – no, I'm coming to you. Heather McDonald from Chelsea Lately comes out, a well-known comedian and sex expert. Um, and they're trying to find the greatest lover of all time. So they ask the largest sex organ. A lot of people said vagina. Uh, Which was so offensive. I know, just the word vagina written. I was just like, what? Um, so then we have Mike the Virgin tearing up, writing a lot of question marks. Last time I had sex, question mark. Question mark. Oh. So many question marks. So what is your move, question mark? Um, okay. Kevin is dying at Lacey's face right now. Okay, before we uh, – I will let Lacey chat before we get to the details of what everybody said. Lacey, talk to us for a second here. So the virgin, one <laughs> – he did not understand the assignment, okay? Just because you are a virgin, you are 31 years old. You have been on this planet for 31 of Beyonce's years. And you don't know shit about no vagina. I don't want you near my shit. You're going to break it. You're going to do something and fuck it up, okay? Like, no. Also, I'm sorry. If you cry at the thought of sex, bruh, we ain't having sex. Like, you crying already just thinking about sex? Nah, bruh. No, 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 no. Let, lest we forget, the last virgin bachelor ended up actually just yes. not wanting to have sex with women. And I think that's a situation that's happening here. And I'm saying that as someone who's very experienced with dating men who actually did not want to have sex with women. And I'm just saying that. So it's just, you know, and then when he gave his speech and he was like, look, Katie, I'm a virgin because I'm saving myself for you. I would I waited 31 years to have sex. I would wait 31 more years to have sex with you and actually never have sex with you because that's how much I love you is that I never want to put my penis inside you ever. And then he okay. cried. Why he cried. And she loved it. She loved it. She, she loved it. She cried. She cried. Okay. Now. I want to. So you've dated guys that then afterwards were like, "Oh, I like dudes." Did you several? Some I travel with, and we still hang. Me and the boyfriend be hanging out. You meet one on my birthday. I'm not playing. Like, (laughs) and it's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, yeah. Sometimes you are the layover to someone's discovery that they don't want to date women at all. That's you know. That's what Katie is for this man. He don't want to date women, and that's okay. If the thought of fucking a woman makes you cry you probably do not want to have sex with them and that's okay that is all right (laughs) well i'll tell you he was coming right after i'm gonna say it jed number two connor b the singer songwriter teacher boy is he quick to bust out a song this guy uh he is looking for that katie levine sent all of us in a group checks to his uh spotify channel he has an album out um he said, I have my feet of imperfection. Feet is – it's imp- what's important – it's less important than the girth and like she loved it. Um, remember, I play piano and I have amazing fingers. The Boston guy ripped off his pants, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, we have, yeah. yeah that's great. That was great. <laughs> to your trashy that. point, Trey had the puppets. He had the safe word, which was peaches, and then he screamed to lay down, which all the women seemed to enjoy. I like Trey. I think he's – I love Trey. I think he's really cute and nice. They, they had the ball pit date. And- and he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. 
I like Trey. I like the Massachusetts guy. I thought was super hot, ripping off the pants. I I feel like the singer songwriter is sort of funny and able to write like a cute version of a song for Bachelorette for the Bachelorette world. Yeah, I don't trust anything but looking for Instagram followers. Of course, of course. Also, you can't date a man. Two men you can't date. One who sings to you all the time, and one yeah. who. Poetry that equals poor on both levels, and yeah. you're gonna be getting bothered all the time. Ooh, Lacey, I got a new limerick for you. Ooh, right. Lacey, won't you hear this uh, quick sixteen yes. bars I wrote for your queen? No, no. You yeah. also have to rehearse a plastered smile on your face to pretend oh. like you're enjoying and loving something mm-hmm. when in reality you just wanted to stop and you want to walk away into a river. Give you know what? Record. I have to feel I, every guy I've ever dated in, in the beginning when they play the guitar, you're like, oh, great. But then they're never that. They only know a few chords, but then they mostly want you to watch, almost like a child that wants you to watch them play like video games. Like they, they don't want to just play on their own. They want you just to sit and watch. Dr. Banana is my friend. What did you think of the crying virgin? What did you think <laughs> of ripping off? Let's get to Crazy Carl. Crazy Carl, he has a uh, he goes crazy. He goes, I know, I have to do something different in order to. He and he actually said this. See, talking about your scam artist, he goes, I know, I have to do something different in order to hook Katie, in order to attract Katie. He said it like back to back, and in order to hook Katie, in order to attract Katie, like a glitch. And he goes, all right, it's showtime. Five things to attract Katie. And he had her cardboard cutout and was massaging her tit with like a banana, which was disgusting. (laughs) Sorry, I just said the word tit. You know, breast. And and then – and then he goes, she needs somebody to rock her boat. And he was screaming at her. (laughs) 17 hours a day of nonstop, I think he said cock action. I'm not quite sure. And then he said, she's going to suffer, Kate. Um, that was so. Also, Carl was funny. Carl is black. Black people don't say cock. That's that's a red flag right there. He said cock or fuck. I'm not sure. It was something. Yeah. It was and like 17 we, hours. Girl, my vagina will be blown up and sore. Are you kidding me? No. 17 minutes tops. What? I would be dead and you'd still be going. 17 <laughs> minutes tops. Dr. Banana, what did you think of all this? The crying virgin, the singer-songwriter, the safe word, the the screaming motivational sing, uh, speaker who's suffocating. I, I will say I did, call, I did call Carl to be my thirstiest because he's a motivational speaker and I didn't You're trust right. him to begin you with. You were right. But, Although um, we haven't had we haven't had Blake arrive yet, Blake hasn't come back. We he might outdo him when he yeah. comes back from uh, from uh, what, what's her name season Claire season. Yeah, I also think the crying virgin Mike. I think it's Mike. I this I don't. This is not going to work out for him. The most he's going to cry every five minutes over this sex positivity. He can't handle this. I don't think he's going to handle this. He kind of okay. I will say this. He kind of won me over in, in this way. Not in a way that made me want to have sex with him. But I just felt that this guy was imploding. And I felt like it was his biggest nightmare. And I felt like he pulled something from within that was authentic to him. And he – look, like we've all done th- – like comedy things where you're like, oh, my God, I'm about to eat shit or whatever. Like I felt like he is like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Now, again, <laughs> I don't want to wait 31 more years to have sex with a present-day 31-year-old virgin like that who's already <laughs> crying. Like that – none of – and like a mock turtleneck. There's no part of that that is appealing to me. But he kind of – 
I kind of fell for him. Lacey is disgusted. Lacey is no. You're not I'm sorry. Any- I'm triggered. I've just been there. It's okay if you don't want to have sex with a woman. Like, like yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Live your life, but don't subject women to you trying to like them if you don't. That's not fair. <laughs> and so it, he's a huge red flag to me. The crying was weird. Like, no. And the last thing I have to say about this shit is one: ain't none of these men ever seen a clit. They don't know where it is. They couldn't locate it. Google Maps can't help them. Apple Maps can't help them. Nobody can. They don't know anything about sex or pleasing a woman. And that was very obvious by everybody's response, except for maybe Massachusetts guy, because he seems like he he likes, I think he would enjoy making a woman happy because he's like, yeah, I did it. So I feel like he would do it. But everybody else, no. What about Trey with his safe word and his puppet? He's a little too dorky, I think. And safe words mean that the guy probably wants that kind of stuff. Not that the girl does. He's right. trying to get her into the closet and have her whoop on him, which is fine. But like if the, yes. if it's about who's going to be the best lover to her, then make it about her and not about what you want and what you're right. also like ABC. This is y'all second time around where y'all have to deal with diversity or actually just normalcy. You act yeah. all weird with the black guy was like, oh, yeah, he's black guys, but his mom's white. OK, and then he's going to chastise his black dad and, and then ambush him. And he loved God. Y'all, he going to pray over the mimosas. He going to pray over everything, y'all. Yeah. And then with Katie, they're like, oh, a woman who wants to come. Oh, she's sex positive, y'all. She wants to come. Women don't like that normally. What? Okay. Everyone <laughs> clearly just learned the word sex positive too, because everyone says it as every other word. Much. Like she is, and I appreciate her um, sex positivity, and I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm right. supportive of that. Um, and I and I one of the guys on the first episode said, it, and I have always enjoyed um, a woman who was um, very open with um, her uh, um, her passion and. <laughs> I was like that you handed him, you like the vibrator thing. I mean, I have to say that the big red flag for the version for me was when they cut to them sitting on the couch together. And he says, I always joked, you know, that um, my poor wife, because I just have so much energy built up. I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm feeling embarrassed by how scammed I was by the virgin because looking back, the fact (laughs) I was like so moved and I was like, wow, he's talking about how intimacy doesn't have to be sex and and wow, he's really vulnerable and he's crying. I was moved too. In reality, the question marks on the whiteboard was (laughs) it was you're right. You're absolutely right. I got like just just you can't even so you've never done anything like he couldn't think of a position of anything it's just question mark and like why would he think that oh. he should have just said that he would go down on her for like two days exactly and that would have been really hot and i also think to arden's point we all felt vicarious embarrassment like that feeling yeah. of you're the person who's sticking out for a certain reason yes i felt right. so i literally could feel like his heat me too. It face. felt like it felt like gym class. Like, oh my god, today's basketball day, and I'm the little one, and I'm and I'm picked last. But like, the, they're gonna throw the ball to me, and like, I'm gonna fuck up the layup. Like that to me was. I felt like that for him, and like yeah. he figured out how to kind of like boost himself up. Like that's he how faced I his felt. fear. He faced that was. He said but to- if your fear is sex with Katie, that's why I'm saying it just doesn't – the math ain't mathing. Also, no one understood the assignment. They came in and they said, hey, who can blow Katie's back out? Who? Yeah. <laughs> who is going to blow it out? And everybody was like, I'll sing to her. I'll read to her. Uh, women's sex makes me cry. Like, what? <laughs> what? 
You're absolutely right. And he won the greatest lover of all time. Who Which is bl- just false. Yes. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll come back and find out who can blow Katie's back out. It's time to get sexy. Oh, yeah. I need a sexual timeout. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So Mike has just won the greatest lover of all time in the most ironic family safe uh, trophy ceremony ever to be happening on television about sex. And then they have cocktails. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Connor B., who I believe was my number one pick when we did the draft picks. This guy, 
He's just blown it. He came out. She liked the cat thing. Great. Just play it a little cool. Just calm it down. She already likes you. All right. You fucked up the kiss once. You know what? We've all once in a while gotten over eager. Maybe not like that. So this ding dong decides he needs to do it again. If you're going to immediately ask for, first of all, he says, do you still like me without the cat costume on? And she's like, yeah. So clearly lying. Then, then um, she goes, he's sort of teary eyed. He's like getting upset. He's like a little bit teary. And he's like, I just really want to redo the first kiss. And this was so needy and thirsty and like such a disgusting kiss. Um, I see Devin having a visceral reaction. Like I was so grossed out. I just was like, ew, ew, bad kiss. It was so gross to me. I am – he. there's a real needy – there's something off. Devin, what, are, what is happening there? I see you having a reaction. Well, Talk to me about your insides. I actually felt that a few of the men had a similar uh, very sweaty, near-crying – vibe him yes. as well connor as well as the dad who didn't get time with her at the end like he was yes. very yes. Um, sweaty almost crying like <laughs> i actually thought it was that you already really no. like me and i was he felt like a chi- he felt like a child star that guy the the dad yeah. felt like he was like a child star and he didn't get a call back yeah like, like a, your son's little league game because you wanted a bachelor <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's not to be applauded. Yeah. That's not to be applauded. That's disturbing. Um trying to find a mama for his son. He's like, I don't like being a single dad. Somebody can watch this little nigga, please. <laughs> and he's I- like, don't worry. He's fine. He's like, she's fine. She's uh, He's actually uh, with my mom. So they're doing trips and I stuff. I accidentally so found out that this guy also has two kids. Hunter, paper <gasps> bag writer. He also has two kids. That's And didn't ABC mention it? And hasn't mentioned it. Wow. Okay. Kiss kiss it now. I'm like, damn. So you're not going to chat us out? You're not going <laughs> to chat us out at all? Wow. <laughs> he's the Drake of this show. <laughs> he said, I'm hiding, I'm hiding the bachelor from my kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, look at Anna. Dr. Banana, how are you feeling, my friend? He's hiding. I just, the idea that he's hiding The Bachelor from his kids is even better. He's not even hiding his kids. He's like, no. They just, don't need they to don't know need this to exists. Know. They're just, they're like, he literally went out for milk and is on The Bachelor. <laughs> so then, so then, uh, there's still a date rose up for up for grabs, and Carl goes, "That rose is mine tonight." Uh, the the virgin says, "I have a lot, feel badly for my future wife. I have a lot of energy that's built up in the grossest way." I'm just picturing somebody being like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> "Just the grossest." The last thing, if he's already crying in a mock turtleneck, it's not going to end well. And then we, so we see Carl. He's crying because he's so horny. That's disturbing. It's just like he's crying because he does not want to do it. So then Carl goes, my whole world is business. My whole world is business and locking down contracts, negotiating deals. Um, like who talks like that? I just want to say so that. That's so vague. He was like, hold on real quick, Katie. I got to get on the phone. Bye, bye. Sell, sell. Well, uh, we're in the red. We're in the black. <laughs> talking, about, talking about being vague. So he goes to talk to her and he's like, how are you? And he's like, she, he's like, so he keeps going. You can see him doing the vagueness. He's like, um, so how long was your last relationship? Two years ago. Same, 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 same. Me yes. Too, me too, me yes. Too. Mirroring. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And she goes, oh, really? Tell me. Tell me. I can't get into it. I can't even get into it. It's like. I'd rather focus on what's happening now. Yeah. And, he's, and then like literally that's it. Lacey, remind us about the mirroring with scamming. So mirroring is when you want someone to like you, you immediately start to create similarities between you two that in some people will kind of reinforce that you have a connection because you have things in common. So you let the person say some shit and they're like, oh, you know, I love the color cerulean. Oh, me too, sis. When they said that in Devil Wears Prada, I was like, that's my color, sis, go off. Like you let them talk and then you just agree with whatever they said. And so that's what he's doing. And he's not disclosing any information because he doesn't want to say something that's off-putting and he knows that he is either off-putting or shady. So he lets you do all the talking and then he just reiterates what you say, but you think y'all had a conversation. He is so shady. He is he they've really cast the villain well, I have yeah. to say. They've really <laughs> done a good job. Then we have up next Thomas the tall realtor who also has sort of he's teary, hot. He is he's hot. He gets teary, vi- teary vibes. He's though. a scammer. <gasps> he is, isn't he? I think I also think Greg is a scammer, but we'll get Anybody to- who goes into real estate fraud. Yeah. Wait, every single person that you guys have called out, I have been completely won over by and am attracted to. Yeah, he's hot. Thomas was the one who, when they kissed in this episode, he put her on his lap, right? Yeah, but she liked that. She was into that. Yeah, but it's a lot for baby girl. We just met. Like, let's just kiss. Like, finger me on ABC? What's going on? She asked for it. She's sex positive. I saw her sex. (laughs) Sex positive don't mean I'm going to get finger popped (laughs) on ABC. (laughs) (laughs) I truly believe that Katie does, though. There is, like, she has a freak flag. I I don't, I think it goes past sex positive, and I wish they would all just say, like, Katie seems like a freak, and that's what I'm really into right now. She, she likes to does watch she men wrestle in mud. I don't think she does seem like a freak. I'm. I would rather have like the fun freak that's like get. Let's get at like. I don't know. Do well, you, you know like, ABC's not gonna let her be that freaky. She can't be like, show me that dick. It's ABC. Like, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just not getting those horny vibes that they keep calling sex positive. Like. I don't know. I, I'm I, not. She's making out hard. Like I, she, yeah, she, she didn't want to kiss Connor, the weirdo who thinks he's on American Idol and he don't want to get cut by Simon Cowell. She <laughs> let him like suck on half of her cheekbone and she's shit. like, yeah, okay. It's like, okay, enough. Like, yeah, yeah, she's a good sport about it. I don't know. I guess they all have made out in the past. Katie Levine, are you getting horny vibes from Katie? I remember Hannah Brown like grinding in the lobby with Luke upstairs and like sitting on his lap and like dry humping Luke the villain I'm not- i have behind the scenes for hannah brown by the way <laughs> we what? what gossip i have recently yeah. spoken possibly to a person who has worked on the bachelor bachelorette franchise yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. she yeah. said that some people who may or may not be hannah brown were kind of hot messes behind the scenes and hey. were always getting so drunk on their one-on-ones that they had to cut like half of the one-on-one from the show. Yes, <laughs> which I it made me like her, and I was like, "Why don't they show that footage? Like, why are why are we so That's scared? Why is That's America so scared?" That's more fun. Thank you for that. And you have, if you have anything else, we'll take it. Okay, I'll just Kate. say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. No, I just want to say that I love Hannah Brown would constantly get drunk and go have pizza with the crew but she was kind of like bad chaos too but yeah would consistently and hated waking up 
That's spectacular. I love all that for her. I I love that for her, too. Katie Levine, you are a horny expert. You look and you go, you, you, you truly, you'll, you look and you see what the guys are packing. You're a horny expert. Yes. I don't get her as the horniest. (laughs) I felt like Caitlin was more sex positive. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I mean, it's so early still. Like we have barely seen her make out with the guys, like only like Connor and I think like two other guys. But I, I mean, I don't know. Get I'm not freak, getting that. You get freak. I don't get freak in the sheets from this. Not She's awkward. Yet. Yeah, she is awkward. She is awkward. But I think those things don't cancel each other out. She's yeah. not No, smooth. I get freak in the sheets. Y'all have to remember that ABC played her. They basically told her her show was going to be in the ghetto. Then that it's cold as hell. And then all the men are ugly as fuck. It's only a few that she wants to ride. Okay. Look, I, I can like to get freaky, but not with everybody. You got to right. look good. You got to have something I want to, you know, get the yeah. wop going. Right. So <laughs> the, ones that, the ones that have sex appeal, she's like yeah. all about it. But the okay. duds, no. Right. Okay, that's fair. You she's got set up with point. a bunch of uggos. That's why she's not as freaky. Maybe that's why they did it. Oh damn! They were too afraid of like setting off the like like the powder cake in her pants. She was with like a bunch of sexy ass dudes with good jobs instead of these bum zipper salesmen weirdos. Like, oh, she probably would have been popping that pee on everybody. (laughs) This is what also came into her being a freak was that when the whole sex dungeon date started, she didn't seem shy. She didn't. She didn't even play to be like, oh my god this is gonna be crazy she was literally just there like yeah i can't wait to see who's gonna prove that they're an amazing lover to me yeah you're right. wanted yeah. to know <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right yeah. okay so thomas i'll give the windmill too so thomas shows up and he's got he puts he's kissing her i saw the same spank shorts that i own she had but she had like beige spank shorts under her black dress we saw them popping out when like his hand was fully like they were making out for real yeah and then yeah, he had big hands. And then Chef's kiss. Carl Carl was pissed. And he goes, uh, Thomas got the rose. Because after like the, he got rewarded for his hot lap makeout, Carl was angry and he goes, I literally was able to call the shots and I missed it. He's so angry. That was the end of that group date. Anything any final thoughts before we move on to her one on one and her red pickup truck? I, I just, just want to say, oh, go ahead. Yes, Carol. yes, Carolina. I just want to say that at one point when Carl is doing his weird stand-up, oh, well, you're going to say the same thing I was going to say. Go he ahead. says, you know, he's talking to the audience and he says, you know, you know what I mean. We're all going to rock her boat, right? And one guy goes, no. <laughs> Justin, Carolina, you and I have the same exact brain because I was going to say honorable mention to Justin, who's who was heckling. Carl and whenever he said something he would be like no and then at one point um Carl said something like I don't I don't know if I'm giving you the full picture and Justin says I think we got a pretty good idea <laughs> yes I love that I love the guys that have just have had it because yeah. they, they also because it's COVID they have to be the audience like the live audience would normally there be extras also yeah. spell oh, yeah. that out before we move on to paper bitch who was upset right. because he he got some letter that he wrote in 1812 on paper <laughs> oh. that he poured tea on and put it in the oven and shit like he is seventh grade doing Can an old timey t- constitution and he thought that letter was gonna get him the W. <laughs> he was mad that the letter wasn't getting like the juice he thought it was That's gonna get. That's the dad. Was like, that was the look- dad. 
That was. I can't believe he's teaching children. This is what COVID did. That these children had to be no. homeschooled by him. He probably saw and- that shit. He probably saw that shit on some like online, like what to get your kids to do to get them out your face. And he was like, "Oh, this is not gonna look romantic. This is gonna be like the Notebook." He thought he was gonna do it. It's gonna be like it's not over. It still isn't over, and they're gonna make out. It didn't happen. I want to say I visually logged it in. I saw it. I was like, "What the hell is that?" People kept tweeting us about it, and I couldn't find it in my notes. So then I went back today to find it again, rewatching it, and it's like my TV is refusing, like did not want me to see that. I cannot find the actual interaction. That's where it happened because I saw him scroll out like a Ralph's bag. I saw yes. the Ralph's bag that had been burned and had tea spilled on it, <laughs> but I – I don't have a memory of what actually – what did he say to her in the letter? There was like two sentences it was, long. It was absolute nothingness. It this just said Hunter. like, this I hope Hunter. our journey like goes well and I'm so excited. Like it was very basic nothingness. That was it took father, two hours to write. Hunter is one of those people who like you have to watch out for on dating profiles because from one angle, it's just one. Yes. He can look like attractive, but then when you really see him, you're like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Why are your pictures from like a up? angle from the side and then right. like only three quarters of the face and like he knows his angle yes. you're absolutely right because i was thinking that last night there was a few angles i was like oh maybe i should rethink hunter hunter's kind of right. handsome and then it was and then it would sort of zoom around i'm like uh-uh no i'm not <laughs> no that's not happening okay here we go so now they come on their group or their one-on-one date uh katie shows up in her red pickup truck and greg comes out and they have matching outfits and i have to say and the guys even commented on it they did have a good hug they had a good hug now he got the first impression rose i said last week on the podcast even though he seems sweet as can be there's something in me that i have a visceral reaction and by the way I was very touched during their day. Like, but but there's something I'm like, I don't know if I fully trust him and I don't know why. I don't know why I might be getting scam energy. I don't know why. I felt that watching his like behind – like him at home playing with his nieces. It just was very much like conscious he's on camera energy, which I wrote off as just being a part of being on the show is that you're getting used to a camera being in your face and you're sort of performing for it. But he, to me, has Dale energy where he is a little overwhelmed with how much Katie likes him already, just right. as Dale had was not ready for Claire's affection, level of affection. So I will say they're very cute together. I feel like it's sort of relaxed. He had an easy energy. I did enjoy watching the group say goodbye to them and break the balcony as they drove <laughs> off. They felt uh, for the broken balcony. They like felt bro- – and I appreciate that it was edited in. Then they drive to the most depressing river with Greg. Like I thought she was gonna kill him. No, literally, it felt like Breaking Bad. Like, you know, (laughs) normally at this point, for those, because there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast, our wonderful Lacey has never watched it like anything but the pandemic. So normally it's you saw the weird goat episode, but like you start out at this – there's like you start in Calabasas at the mansion and then – and even there you get helicopter rides. You're flying all over Malibu. It's you're going, cute. It's cute. You're in a mansion and then you go to Europe or you go to like Thailand or you go to like – you know, it's – it's you, you go have this very glamorous lifestyle for six weeks or so. So now we're at Breaking Bad. Yes, Lacey. I was just going to say that this was giving struggle. It was also giving like 
There's so many different types of camping. I've done cabins. I've done glamping. However, this is a very specific type of camping that I feel like only really privileged white people do when they want to experience struggle, which was like, shit in a bucket. Like, what? Like, are you kidding me right now? And then they gave them a $12 tent from the Target discount section. And I was like, and then he's trying to put it up and it's blowing in the I said, says, what, what is happening? No, sh- yeah, shitting in the bucket and it was the axe and then this guy. And then she's feeling emotional because she used to camp with her dad who passed away nine years ago. And then like, look, I her grew dad up in- made her shit in a bucket. That to me, I don't, do I buy that? Like, did you think, do you, th- I mean, I guess he must have because I, I'm not the most outdoorsy gal, but I got dragged other people's families. I think my family just wanted to get rid of me. So they'd be like, you're going, we're going with the workings for the weekend. And I get dragged to the woods and like they were hardier than me. You don't shit and you don't dig a hole and shit in a bucket. You just like, you, you shit in the hole in the woods. Like you just dig a hole, you shit in the hole. That's that. Katie, you, you, you camp all the time. Did you shit in the hole? You've never shat in a bucket hole. I'm no, I just, I just... I'm not shitting outside like that. Oh, what? I just dig a hole in the ground and take a shit in that. And then you just cover it, it up, be, put a pine cone on it, you kink? walk away. Is this some kind of kink? Like, no, when you're back... outside and the breeze is going through my crack. Like, it's going <laughs> to be a kink. Because, like, what? Well, Why? when you're backpacking, you have to. I mean, where else are you going to shit? It literally was. He took the he took the axe. I didn't understand the bucket though. I have he to say, broke I didn't the bucket. Then he broke it. Then he sat on his shit bucket. And then she sat by him and said, "My dad died." And then they made out as he sat on, on the, the toilet bucket. And and then and then they and they were kissing. Weird. They were kissing. And then she said, "I feel like we're dating." Let me just say this. As a gal, look, I've had some shit go down in my life, and as Aaron Foley and I call this, there. Look, trauma bonding usually happens around episode four. Mm-hmm. A- a- everybody on Earth has had their own journey. Everybody, if you, you cannot be a human being on Earth without having some sort of something happen to you, my Aaron Foley, as you all know, we call it the glass menagerie sin- syndrome, <laughs> where. You ha- you cannot be Laura in the glass menagerie like too quickly. When the gentleman caller comes, you cannot you just don't just don't show me your menagerie. Don't go as I mentioned before. I do have my glass animal collection. Like don't talk about your dad immediately. Don't like just wait. Like as a person with a dead dad, wait till date four. Date four. I mean it's it's the, so it's the bachelor. You can get even date. Date two and a half, date three. Like save save the parents for a couple dates in. Well, the power dynamics are different. So this is the first time in any woman's life on The Bachelorette where you can come out and be crazy and be whatever you want. Because every woman knows who likes to get men, you know. I'm bi, so I like to get both. Yes. But when I'm trying to get a man, I know it's aloof, aloof, aloof. Don't talk to you. I'm busy. I'm not thinking about you. Bitch, I'm in charge. I got that shit. If I don't want to marry you, I'll fuck you earlier because I don't give a fuck. If I want to marry you, maybe, then I'll wait a bit. So we all know the games you have to play with men because they're just like simple creatures who have never evolved. So yes. when you're on The Bachelor and you're The Bachelorette and you have the power, you pick it and choose, you giving out the little short-ass roses, the little fucking... 82% on the dollar roses. Or, and then, you know. 
Where are, why are her roses so small? What yeah. happened to her roses? What happened to the rest of the rose? Because right. Matt had a whole rose with a stem and she got half a rose. Okay. Where's her fucking the pay rose? Gap. It's Where's... the pay gap. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know now you're like, oh, this is the first time I've had some picking power, so now I can be as weird as I want up top. It's like when I date somebody who I know is not in the entertainment industry, and I'm I'm doing well and I'm fine, and I just be crazy as fuck, crazy as I I'll talk about anything I want to talk about on the first date and won't even hide shit because I'm like I'm free, I can do whatever I want because you're gonna like me anyway. <laughs> wow, I am fascinated by. I mean, truly, I feel like I've learned so much in the last sixty seconds. So wait a minute. <laughs> And we'll cute. So if you if you're dating a guy, if it's a guy, and if yeah. you like the guy, you're like, I'm gonna ignore you for a little bit. If I if you want him to be sniffing around, you are like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then- I also won't have sex with him for a while. I'll make him spend his money. I don't care how much money he has. If he's not making a lot of money, that's not. I will say that I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I there's a certain tax bracket that you have to be in. You don't have to be a billionaire or rich or whatever, but you can't be like, I got to pay for dinner and flights. No, 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 I can't do that anymore. No, but me, like, neither. me neither. But I need you to come out of pocket, you know, enough that it almost hurts. You know how they say yeah. it's cheaper to keep her? You know, I got to get to the point where you're like, it's cheaper to keep me. You know? <laughs> so, yes, yes. Too much sunk costs, but hopefully they don't know economics that well. And then, <laughs> then they stay with me. This is fascinating. I am fascinated. I, I, I feel like I've truly gotten like just such a good life lesson. Yeah. Carolina, but, what, can look at Carolina's glasses. She has the glare and is drinking it all in and I'm loving it. What did you think about the lesson that we just learned, Carolina? Okay. I now realize that I've been living my 31 years, much like the virgin wrong. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to you and nodding along as though I too live the same experience, but I do not. And <laughs> I'm both, taking off my glasses to be more honest. I know for f- firsthand from Devin that we do not. And when we, I like someone- We don't necessarily have self-worth in this department. Yeah. Or self-restraint. If I like yeah. someone, I usually um, break into their house and uh, <laughs> get completely naked before I'm out of their foyer. Um, so we all need to go to the Lacey school of dating, and we need yes. the, like we need to be like Lacey. Listen, it's not always one to one math. Some I know a lot of people who started in the first date they boned and they're married. You know, you just gotta really men are like. <laughs> Like it's sex in the city said, men are like taxi cabs. When the lights on, the lights on, and you might get lucky, and maybe the lights on. But if the light is not on, then you have to trick them, and that is just how it goes. You have to how see if they're like w- talking about relationships and marriage and shit. Then the lights on, so you can fuck them whatever you want. But if they're not talking about that shit and they don't talk to you a lot, then you can't fuck them because you got to trick them. How long do true. you? How long do you wait? Um, I wait. It depends. It's like a vibe thing. Um, it's like if we're going on lots of dates in a short period of time, maybe it's less time. If we're going on dates and it's sporadic and a longer time, then maybe I wait. It's like to that point where they start looking like they're hooked. And then I'll be like, yeah, yeah. But I won't be, I'll be honest. Like I haven't met a man that I've liked in eight years. So mostly it's just like right now, if we have sexual chemistry and you're cool then you know we can fuck i might make you spend some money so that i can feel like i was respected i probably will but uh (laughs) you know i love this oh yeah this is great this is so good oh but the last thing i wanted to say arden was yes is that the weirdest thing about the bachelor is that i don't like that they'll be like oh my dad died in a meat grinder accident want to make out like it's too fast from that's what i'm saying from the 
matricide or the, you know, whatever's yeah, yeah, matricide no, the, to the yeah, breakout. No, no, it's the trauma bond happens really like that. When it's, well, So this was, this to me was like, to me, I feel like he's going to win. After this date, so she said. I felt the same way. Like she said, because she already liked him. She's already, we already can tell she thinks he's a cute guy. And he's charming with her. He's relaxed, even though I sort of was like, hmm, I'm not sure I buy it. But like. He did have a nice, easy energy with her. He was a good sport camping. She was like, this is a piece of home for me. It reminds me of my dad. This bucket of shit. This bucket of shit. She (laughs) talked about losing him. And then she was like, you know, it's hard to talk about. You could tell she was sad. She was off. And he's like, and he kept, but he played it cool. He played it. He waited. He played it right. He didn't say it. Yeah, that was weird though. I feel like he played it right where he gave her her moment that he wasn't trying to like shine on her light. Right. That he gave her, if she was like triggered, he's like, I want you to feel okay to tell me stuff. And she's like, she's like, you know, I've, I've hid my sadness a lot. It's a balance to hide, to open up how I feel. It's hard to relive the memories. So I felt like he gave her this space and he just sort of listened. And then, and then in a perfect move, later that night at their weird fake meal somewhere on at the Hyatt, he goes... I want to know what makes Katie Katie. Well, I'll tell you what. I lost my dad too. And at that point, I'm like, winner, winner, chicken dinner. We have a winner here. This is it. Two years ago, his dad went to a Knicks game. And the next morning, they found out. It was so sad that he had stage four cancer. And then he's like, I wish that I could wake up and go fishing. I wish I could have told him before him. It hurt a lot. He's not going to get to see the girl that I marry. I teared up a little bit at this part. I did too. I teared up for both of them. Like... Like, the fact that he didn't tell her that, that was a huge thing to reveal. They're both so young. It seemed like they both had really nice parents. Like, like it. I just felt for both of them. They do have a nice chemistry. And I thought, well, shit, if they like each other, like, go, go good for them. <laughs> I, I, I will say, though. Wait on your scammer thing. Okay. I thought that him – not saying anything at first was him freaked out that she was sharing so Me much too. so quickly. Me too. Because he was doing that thing that Pilot Pete did where he was like, wow, I think it's like, I think it's cool that you actually told me that. And I think also like, I love that you like could open up to me and like feel that. Pilot Pete had a great date throwback with a girl on her first one or one who told her him that she was homeless as a child and just burst into tears. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but it was their first date. And she was just like, she was guilting herself into a rose. And I was like, <laughs> she was like, and me and my sister didn't have enough to eat when we were kids. Again, I'm so sorry for making fun of this poor girl, but... <laughs> And her and sister. Did but. he give her the rose? Did he give her the rose? Yes, of course. And she like hung out for a while. And when he sent her home, like I could see in her eyes, like, wow, you are just like those people who didn't feed me when I was a child. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about the the guy who dropped the kids on the first episode. I was kind yeah. of like, Oh, so you're just saying like she has to pick you because you I, left your kid with their mom going on Don't trips. send daddy home. Well, yeah. I will say Hunter, I do respect that Hunter hasn't mentioned it yet in some weird way because he hasn't, like, we'll see when he does. But then when... I so, guess they, they can't win. They should. They either I know, shouldn't mention I know. it or you should. You just have to casually mention it. You can't mention it and cry. Like, if you yeah, mention yeah, it, like, yeah. I got two kids, but... Because I need yeah, to know. Right. I don't want to go yeah. on a date, too, and then find out yeah, you got a right. whole fucking... Yeah, right. You do, you're right. You can't do it and cry. If you do it and cry, then that's manipulative. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the first gr- dad also showed a picture of his dog first. What? <laughs> right. show a picture of his Yeah, dad. then he was like, I also have a four-year-old. Like, <laughs> wait, what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh my God, that's, but I will say this. So she says, just closing out the state, she said, it's the first time I didn't cry about my dad. And then he said, Car- life uh, deals you a hand of cards sometimes, but that introduces you to beautiful things. I have to say he won me over. Here's what he I did. had. I had scammer energy last episode. I felt like exactly playing with the nieces and nephews, the macaroni thing. There was something about it. I'm watching it. I'm like, he reminded me, I adore Fred Savage. My first job is with Fred Savage. I worked with him for two years. There was something almost polished of like a really charming, almost like theater kid energy that like could go like stage door manner, like, like that. I was just watching it. I'm like, I wonder if he's done this move with an ex-girlfriend who's watching it and thinking, don't fall for the macaroni. Like, I, like if, if he just – because he is adorable and he seems sweet. Look, maybe he is as sweet as he seems, but there was a, something in me was like, I don't know. He has like Arden, 10 macaroni necklaces. Arden, I yeah. think you're right. Because here's the Do thing. Do talk to me, Lacey. You have dumb scammers like Carl who like we can tell everything he's doing, all his cards are on the table. Yeah. But then you have better scammers who are – smart and emotionally and intelligent enough to know that I have to let her have her moment. But listen, when we go to dinner, I'm going to have my moment and then yeah. she's really going to know, oh, I let I, he let me talk. He let me have my feelings. And then he whipped out his dead dad at the dinner and now we make out in the back of the truck. Like he, I don't know. It's it's hard because that could be calculating or he could be a good person. He could either it's be a hard complete, to say. He could either be a complete sweetie pie and they are yin and yang, two peas in a pot like perfect for each other they're very cute and relaxed like i don't want to be so cynical dr banana what do you think i will say i did read somewhere that he he took acting classes which was Ooh. a red flag that is a red yeah. flag one oh, of man. the that means he knows how to share the space yeah i also I mean, when she's when he revealed that his dad died as well there was a moment i was uncomfortable because i was like that's so that's so sad but the look on her face where she's like yes I was oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't like that yeah. you're, you're actually enjoying the fact that you both have dead dads is kind of odd. Yeah, you're right. sort of bonding over it in a way you don't, I wasn't expecting. I think some people like to bond over that. You know, like Jordan Thompson and whatever basketball player she's dating, that girl who used to be a Kardashian friend, they yeah. both have a dead parent. Like, I, I mean, bond over that stuff. As because, a like, person with hard. a dead parent, I think sometimes you feel like different. So it is like, oh, you get it. Like, you know, right. like I think it helps. You know, there's a common, you don't, it makes you feel like less of a freak, you know, like, yeah. but, but. Or your sadness. Cause that's the yeah. thing about like, I don't have a dead parent. My mom's, both of her parents are dead. And my mom is like really good at, she taught me how to help people grieve because she's done right. it a lot with other people right. and the biggest thing she would always say was is like especially when you lose parents and stuff like the first few weeks after the funeral everybody's hitting you up everybody's blowing you up yeah. you're so busy you're handling state affairs even you know maybe a few months she was like always reach out to people who lose someone like that like reach out in the beginning obviously but then a month hit them up two months That's hit nice. them up three months hit them up because it comes like the real pain yeah. comes later when you yeah. aren't busy and your mind isn't occupied with shit. And like, she taught me that, you know, that that's like, so I think that there's different things that people know, like Arden, like you're saying with your experience, yeah. you know, that only other people who have had your experience would know. 
And I like, and she's young too. Like you know, yeah. to have lost them nine years ago. I mean, she w- must have been like in high school or something. You know, like that's so that I think it's like okay, I I can see, but but I, to me, it's like signed, sealed, delivered. This is the winner. Like he, it's a done deal. Like this is they go out to the truck. They have their charcuterie. There's fireworks, and she goes, I, "Am I falling for him?" I mean, it feels like it. And uh, that is the end of the group date. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back and we'll talk about the crazy wrestling match in the mud. Ooh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right. We wake up with Caitlin and Tasha storming the castle in acid wash jumpsuits with a crazy silver fringe. I wasn't sure if I was completely into it or mad at their outfits. I was confused by it. But they're like, get up, get up, and uh, don't put any clothes on. And we're doing Katie's Big Buckle Brawl. It's mud wrestling. Now, you could tell ABC got nervous because Claire got, like, shamed for making the guys do, like, right. striptease. So they had to do, like, full skinny jeans in the mud with, like, flannels and stuff. Um, and... I have to say, any physical It was fighting, giving Brokeback Mountain. It, first it of all, was. It, it was giving Brokeback Mountain. And I worry for the littler guys. Like, I don't yeah. like the – and I felt like the guy that was running it made them wrestle too long. Like I loved it. I want to see men debase themselves. You loved it. You loved it. It was like – I was worried for the little guys that were like, okay, you're going to fight this linebacker. And the little guy was like, ah. Like there was a few little dudes that are like, I just want to be alive, please. Um, and then we like – it was sort of – it was very Brokeback Mountain. It was – and and I have to say Katie's face watching the whole thing was like, oh. Uh, but the craziest thing is it sort of crescendos with Aaron and Cody. And they kept saying – now we all saw this and we talked about this last week. How like there was some beef that we were like, I don't like you if I've never liked you. You're like, wait, have you talked? Did I admit? Like, right. let me rewind <laughs> So <here."> random. <laughs> so then they were talking. Clearly the producers knew like set this up for the purpose of this right so, and they made i feel like they made Tasha and caitlin say oh it's so obvious they're avoiding eye contact i'm like i didn't what i didn't notice it yeah at all and then and they're like they're avoiding eye contact they know each other from back home like like they, it was so scripted <laughs> and then like this is really aggressive i'm like well it kind of looked like all of the other ones but okay yeah. and then and then so Katie, like, like you know, she Aaron wins and uh, he wins the whole day and they, they go hang out on the back of a truck and the other guys go back with their, like, yoga blankets. And Cody, she's like, so, tell me, seemed like you and Cody had some, uh, some kind of a history. And he's like, we knew each other back from San Diego. <laughs> it's not cool. We're not friends. He did something with social media posts. Which I have to know about. I could. He was so vague. He was so vague. What did Cody do? Spill the tea? I I need people to email us. What did I don't want any major spoilers for this season. I can't go on reality, Steve. What did he do? So he's like, he wants to get famous. He handles things. He's malicious. It's not an energy that I want around. He goes, I wouldn't say he's a piece of shit, but I was like, but it's like, well, you kind of just did. And then she tears up and goes, one of my biggest fears is someone being here who shouldn't be here. That's one of your biggest fears. It's a TV show. One of your biggest fears. Yes. What? <laughs> Katie Levine, I see you leaning forward. I feel like you're Googling. Dr. Le- Dr. Banana, can somebody, what did you find? Tell me what you found. So I don't know if y'all can see this. This is Cody. No. Okay. This is one of his Instagram posts where he's holding a bat like it's a guitar and he tags every brand he's wearing. Mind you, the brands are Vans, uh, whatever Resilvance is, and something else. Like, 
like this man wants to be famous. He went and did a photo shoot. This is the corniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Also, he never said what he did. And my friend James was like, oh, I found the post where he said we did. And it's not. It's a bit. But he's he's put this picture up of himself in our group chat. And he said, I'm going on The Bachelor to become famous and get more clients for my zipper business. I don't handle situations well. <laughs> I don't handle situations well. What does that mean? For my zipper business. Katie, I, Levine, I looked on Reddit. I couldn't find anything. Like people just, I, all I could find is people being like, what is it? What is it? And so yeah. I have no happened. idea. Yeah. And then they were like so weird. They go outside and they're like, she's, so she's upset. She's like, I don't know any factual information. And then, um, so then she pulls Cody. Cody starts stuttering. He's like, uh, 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 I'm not here for fame. She's like, one of you is lying. He's like, I'm exaggerating something you've said. She goes, ah, I'm so heated right now. Um, it was so crazy. Then the the firefighter from Canada, who's cute at certain angles and less, he can get it. Who he had a he can get it. Carolina, you're in it. I just <laughs> in a, I'm in it for firefighters. I'm I'll do anything for a firefighter. He had the craziest plunging V neck, like J Lo in that green Versace dress at the Grammys in like 2001. He had the same plunge happening in his <laughs> t shirt under his like Miami Vice blazer. Uh, yeah. No, his his decor isn't great. Like the way he no. does his hair bothers me, and he he vitally needs a makeover of some sort. But when they it. showed a picture of him standing in front of a fire truck. I was like, you know how little boys are obsessed with fire trucks? I was like that, except like a horny one-year-old woman. Like, he can get it. He can get it. So then he, so then she cuts Cody. She's so upset. And he goes, I hope you find what you're looking for. Um, and then she goes and pouts outside. I mean, overall, this whole, I felt like, it didn't actually, quite honestly, feel like a normal Bachelor season. To me, that felt like you don't let Cody go that fast. That's your two-on-one. Like, I, I, yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, were yeah. you surprised, Devin? Were you surprised he got cut so quickly? I um, I wasn't surprised just because I, I see what you're saying, but I do think he didn't offer really anything. Like, he was very – he was sociopath in an uninteresting way. He was very um, blank stares, and he just didn't give much. So I thought maybe that – contributed to her decision but I do agree that um that was unusual that that was what um Claire did with the guy the toxic guy what was the incel guy's name the guy I can't remember his name but the one he was like Yosef Yosef, uh, yes. I, I, yeah. I literally trolled Yosef on Instagram. I yeah, looked Carolina emojis on his pictures. He Yosef. really triggered me. I was she obsessed was haunted. Like a day. She was haunted by Yosef. Yeah, he was like, you're the oldest bachelorette yes. ever. She's the so she – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just about to be Claire, but we don't need to – we don't need to have a reminder of Claire. Yeah. But um, anyway, so Claire sent him home immediately, and this seems – very very lacking compared to that interaction but maybe that's why maybe she felt like if he had given more yosef energy he could have stayed to continue giving that energy but instead he was more like a brick wall well andrew who uh was the european football player with the fake Mm -hmm. british accent actually won me over last night when he was trying so hard 
I don't want your fake British persona. Just be a normal guy. Like, they had a nice conversation. He went to check on her. He's like, uh, I was raised by a strong woman. We struggled a lot. But my mom made it seem like everything was fine. And Katie was like, me too, me too. She woke right up. She's like, I had free lunches. We tried to hide it. Um, she talked about they all lived in – three people in a one bedroom. Her dad would make a fake fireplace out of construction paper and she said Santa would come down. And then he said, dad's got to be proud. You're an exceptional woman. And then they kiss. And uh, and I have to say um, – and then the, there was a letter writer and then uh, <laughs> she gave the rose to Andrew. I felt like – I felt like he – he he was so annoying last week, and I found him much sweeter last night. This actually didn't even seem like a trauma bond. It seemed like an authentic connection because they weren't even talking as much about how hard it was as they were talking about how amazing their parents were in spite of it all. Lacey, how are you feeling? You're not sure. I see an eye. I see, I see sort of a sis- – mulling on it no i mean he obviously was the whistleblower or wait was that alex no it was it was his name andrew andrew aaron or andrew andrew was the one that was the he just went to go see if she was oh right right, right. okay no i thought that was fine i thought that was great i thought that cody was a bad liar and i was glad that katie saw that immediately because when he was like oh i don't know what she's talking about if i knew then i could explain it was like you're lying bro but he was also you know what sucks about cody is that he's a scammer but he's not interesting like that's why it's not gonna work for him he couldn't give us no spice he couldn't give us no lies he couldn't come up with a tear duct a moment or nothing like yeah if you want to make it to paradise like give me like like give me a little give me something and also i think the producers knew that he was a scammer and also he wasn't interesting because i've never seen a limo pull up that motherfucking fast when they walked (laughs) out and she was like hey the limo was already back there with the hazard lights on like you're gonna get inside of this bitch right Right after. <laughs> Ready to go. Then we have the dad who came in way too animated. Ooh, way from Akron. Too, yeah. It was way too like bad version of like local TV kid show. Like just very bad, 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 bad. And he was like, yeah, and he was like, I felt confident. I was hoping it wasn't just that you didn't. <laughs> Can I kiss you? It was like. And she let him, and it was – he's Ugh. freaking me out. Lacey, I see you wincing. I just don't think you should ask someone if you can kiss them if yeah. that moment hasn't been stirred up. Yes. We all yeah. have instincts when it comes to, like, romantic stuff and sexuality. And it's like if we're both hot and heavy and we're both leaning forward or if it's like I want to kiss you, something that – it's. There's some buildup. You can't just be like, we're sitting here chatting and shit, and then you're just like, can I kiss you? What? Like, where's this coming from? No, I agree with you. He had his mouth on her chin and her forehead. I was like, what is happening here? She's been having a lot. And then said that was nice. He said that was so nice. It was awful. Don't try to reinforce the bad kiss. They've had a lot. She's had bad. She's had a lot of bad kisses last night. I thought the hottest kiss was um, the Andrew kiss because it, the lead into it was him saying, you have to stop looking at me like that, which I was like, okay, that is a hot right, line. That's and then, my, 
She said, maybe I want to look at you like that. I agree. That was hot. That's flirting. I I like that. I like that. And then I also like the Thomas on the the lap move. I wasn't mad at the lap. I wasn't mad at the lap move. I was not angry at the lap move. I also want to say that that speaks to Katie being a freak. Because most girls would go like, like what? But she is, you know. She was like, I want to look at you like that. She's the top. She okay. she has a calm energy when people make se- sexual comments that makes me yes. think that the positivity thing isn't all just a all right all right a, a all show. of you gals have have convinced me I your your point is has been duly noted and uh, Bachelor Yoda over here is has decided I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to give her the benefit of the doubt so here we go Carl closing out the episode. We have our villain of the season, Ding Dong Carl, the freaking, <laughs> he's stirring the pot. He's like, <laughs> In the weirdest way possible. With zero information. I was hoping somebody would be guilty enough to give him some tea. He said, well, I didn't say who. I want you to show yourself, but I know who it yeah. is. I know <laughs> what they did, and I know who they are, and they definitely in the room. But, like, if they want to say something, <laughs> they want to reveal. I respected that. That it was worked. commitment. She literally was like... Um, she literally, he was like, I don't want to stress you out. You can trust me. And she's like, I know. And she's like, I'm just saying, like, don't worry about it tonight. But there might be like, okay, but who? Like, I can't, I'm not going to tell you tonight, but like, you can trust me. Right. And then, and then it worked. She got all wild, like riled up like a wind up toy. And then she's like, look, look, this is literally my life. Okay. This is literally my life. This is my real life. It is literally your real life. And if any of y'all are not here for the right reasons, you can get the fuck out. Just get the fuck out. And then um, Carl is evil, loving all the guys fighting. Aaron, Aaron wants to go talk. She's like, um, I can't speculate if it's going to cause damage. They're like, it has caused damage, you piece of shit. The damage is done. You've already done it. Um, he goes, I'm not putting anybody on blast. And they're like, you already did. You put us on blast. Trey was pissed. Um, he has disrespected every person here. Carl is a, a an, what did you call him? An agent of chaos? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he was, and he wasn't even good at it. Like his yeah. acting was terrible. He was like, "I'm just saying, I've heard some things in some places with some people. Words were spoken. I heard the words. I interpreted the words as such. Whoever wants to speak up about the words that they had said when I had heard them, please feel free." Like he was being so vague because he doesn't have shit. He doesn't have any information on anybody, and it was brilliant. I loved it. And you can't trust anybody more than a motherfucker who says. You could trust me. Right. Right. Yes. And she yes. said, yes. She said, I do believe that. He said, don't you believe that I have your best interest at heart and all this stuff? And she said, yes, I do believe that. This is giving me full, like, panic chest tightness. Yeah. It's giving me the vibes of The Vow, where <laughs> Keith, I feel like, had a similar energy of what my right. mom Corny calls word salad. Yeah. Yeah. Corny and just saying, saying nothing. Corny like, saying so Q. much and saying nothing. Yeah. Corny. Yeah. Dude, they call them as when somebody tweeted us as if there's so many other Courtney's. We don't, it's like oh the one with the Q. Okay, yeah, that one. That's Courtney. <laughs> um, well, I am the Crimson Chin. Oh my, yeah, yeah. That that chin is the happening. Crimson chin. <laughs> that chin is. That it's chin happening. Is spinning, okay. Um. Will you guys help us pick our tweet of the week? 
Yes, yes, please. Of course. Okay, before we get to that, you know I'm trying to get to two grand before the end of the year. Right now we're at 1.3 on Apple Podcasts. So let's get it to 1.4 by 4th of July. How about that? If you're listening right now, just go just go give a, a five-star review. That would be amazing. Here are, And we also love when you leave us scripted reviews. This one is a five-star from Miranda99956, ba- Bachelor Podcast of the Year. I have to admit I found this podcast because of Rob. Totally get it. Having never watched an episode of The Bachelor, but I quickly fell in love with Arden, the production team, and all of the other guests. This podcast is hilarious, even if you aren't a fan of the show. Arden and company have me dying laughing with their humor, don't listen while driving, and every episode is now a highlight of my week. And while I've only seen a couple of episodes here and there, I'm now fully committed to watching this season of The Bachelorette with Katie, something I thought would never happen. This podcast is the best. My only wish is that one day Rob finds love. X-O-D. Thank you, Miranda. Dr. Banana, how much do we love that? We love a review like that. I mean, look, if you if you love us, we love you. If you love, uh, truly, we are very easy to win over. We're very basic people. We're very simple, simple. If you love us, we are all in on you. Here's another person who we're all in on because they're all in on us. Five stars, Rose Petal CC. So happy I found this. This is the perfect pairing with weekly Bachelor content. I'm so happy I found this at the start of the season so I can be listening every week with every twist, turn, and stroke. Damn it, Justin. We'll definitely be recommending to fellow members of Bachelor Nation. Well, welcome to the club. It is a merry band of silly travelers, and we're so happy that you're here. We love when people find us. Please uh, follow their example and tell your friends we're always growing. And here we are. We're gonna whittle it down to two. I'll read you about six tweets, and then, uh, and then, and then we'll take it from there. This first one is from Britt Paulson at Beerit James. I am completely done being the box guy. James, a few minutes later, puts his dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, he did do that. He was the dick in the box guy. This is from Lauren at purple underscore haze. Can you imagine watching your math teacher on TV singing that song? (laughs) That's so true. About fingering? Yeah. Or dressing up as a cat and looking distraught because you weren't picked. Or almost crying. They need to ban him. (laughs) They need to ban him. him. He's an eighth grade math teacher. No, like, eighth, eighth. eighth grade is too old. They're 13, 14. They're going to see this. No. He's talking They're about how good he is with his fingers. He's talking no. about finger blasting her. Okay, this is from our guy at Seth Vax at Basebone One. If she can't wait to make out with you on your makeshift outdoor bucket shitter, then you know you're at least making it to the top two where she will make out with you on your indoor hometown shitter. <laughs> yes. I yes. love that. Yes. Yes. She was uh, acting the way a contestant would have been kicked off for. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is – I just want to – when Aaron and Cody were talking outside and I didn't write this down, a thank you so much, Lauren Jean Johnston. The quiet anger of no one would have known if you just kept your mouth shut. <gasps> yes. yes. And she wrote – so they buried a body, right? <laughs> they was killed somebody together. I, I literally was like, that. is that a line from a CW show? It like that. <laughs> They said he went the phrase. Riverdale. Yeah. He went before they, Riverdale on this. They said the phrase. <laughs> no one have known. No one would have known if you would have just, just kept, kept your mouth, mouth short. Yeah. And it felt like they did it together, to, right? Um, Maybe they told right. Cody he could only have two episodes, so he had to really <laughs> pick it up. Because it just felt 
like he like he didn't even fight to not go home like he right. he yeah. knew he only had two eps um all right here we go another one from seth vat at basebone one this one time during christmas my dad built this fake fireplace out of sticks and construction paper then he took it outside with his hatchet and made a shit in it would you like a rose now <laughs> <laughs> a shit in it um he made a shit in it this is from Lauren at underscore at purple underscore haze. Carl's it, Carl is the ultimate cult leader. There's scary undefined stuff out there that only I can protect <laughs> you from. Yes. Um. All right. What are your top two? What should we narrow it down to? No one would have said anything. You kept your mouth shut. I will right, we'll do that, and maybe the uh, cult leader. Do we like those? I two? like cult, I leader. Yeah, cult leader. Was very wise. All right, all right, it was we'll sage. Do those two. Okay, so Lauren at purple underscore haze. Carl is the ultimate cult leader. There's scary, undefined stuff out there that only I can protect you from, and. The second one is from Lauren Jean Johnson at Words by L.I.J. The quiet anger and no one would have known if you just kept your mouth shut. So they buried a body, right? Buried a body or cult leader? Lacey. Oh, this is hard. But I got to go with cult leader. It just gave Keith Raniere and, you know, yeah. I love that. And um, hate that. Uh, um, okay, Carolina, uh, buried a body or cult leader? Oh, I just like the line read of no one would have noticed. You didn't keep your mouth shut. It just really speaks to um, a whole genre of TV that I watch. I love that. Okay, Devin, we have one vote for one. Buried a body or cult leader? Okay, I'm not trying to mirror Carolina right now, but I am going to say buried a body. Okay, great. Dr. Banana. I'm going to have to go with buried a body because there's something there. Katie Levine, I like buried cult a body. Leader. Cult leader. Oh my God, it's a tie. Okay, wait. I'm going to go. Lauren Jean Johnson, the quiet anger, and no one would have known if you just kept your mouth shut. So they buried a body, right? You are the winner of Tweet of the Week. Woo! Beep, beep, beep. What a joy. Bow, I, know bow, bow. I know you're all very busy people. Thank you so much for giving your time and energy. We would love to have you back on. Lacey, what would you like to promote? Guys, iCarly comes out June 17th. Three Yay! episodes Woo! on Paramount+. Woo! Plus. If you want to watch the Black Lady Sketch Show, all the episodes are up on uh, HBO Max. Uh, Scam Goddess, we just want a webby. Ew, Scam Goddess podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to follow me on socials, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. Uh, Lacey, I could not be happier for you. You're so talented Thank and you're you. killing it and you're just working hard. And I'm very all deserved and very proud this of you. The show right is now. so fun. Thank you for having me back. No, I love it. Uh, Ms. Devin, where can people find you? What would you like to promote? I want to say that I also love Scam Goddess Podcast, but I, in for the sake of Carolina and I's financial interests, I also have to promote our podcast, which is True Romance Podcast on iHeartRadio app and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at True Romance Pod, Twitter at True Romance Pod, and also on Spotify at True, not at, but just True Romance Podcast on Spotify. And... Yeah. All right. Right? Carolina. Thank you so much you- for having us. I mean, do you even do people even want to follow me? You can find me at True Romance Pod, I think is best. Or Carolina Rose Barlow if you want to watch me spiral in my stories 
Otherwise, um, new episodes of True Romance Pod come out every Thursday. Great and point. We would love to engage with our listeners. Arden, thank you so much for having both Devin and I. We are so excited. Truly enjoy. What a fun comment. It, it was a, it was an honor to have you all. We love having you guys on. Um, and Dr. Banana and I are our Bachelorette Australia. We are one week in. The, if you guys need help with the links, we helped somebody last week. So email us at Rose Podcast, but you can find us on Patreon. It's a really fun season. It's two sisters that are both the Bachelorettes. Ooh. And um, again, my, uh, my uh, first in-person book signing will be at Wilbur's General Store on Saturday, July 10th at 11 a.m. with my brother in Little Compton, Rhode Island. And then I will be at Partners Village General Store on Saturday, July 17th um, from noon to 2.30 uh, signing books if you guys want to come to that. Dr. Banana, what would you like to promote? Uh, yeah, go check out our Patreon. We're covering a very fun season of The Bachelorette Australia. And yeah, you can follow me at Anna Hosni on Twitter. Katie Levine! I... I am KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram, and please adopt an animal. Uh, come on. Come on. And done and done and done. And there's a lot of kittens right now. A lot of the animals are scared because of the fireworks. So no. anything that you could even foster, there's a lot of, here comes Katie. She's yeah. back. Even if you can't adopt fostering right now through one of the city shelters, wherever you live, especially if you're in L.A., is really beneficial. Um, so you can you know, check that out or uh, any rescues. If you follow me, I just tweet about it and like post about it all the time. You'll see it. Well, we will be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. And I'm Arda Marine. Stay safe. Have fun. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. When you accept this role, Accept this rose into your world. Oh. Will you accept this rose into your world? Will you accept this rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. 
I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.